You're listening to the Legal Skinny Podcast with Trisha Burita. I'm a 16-year licensed practicing attorney in the state of Texas. I created Legal Skinny because when I've been invited to do educational seminars on different subjects in employment law and leadership topics, company leaders like CEOs, managers, and HR professionals would often ask me where can they find a little more information on this and a little more information on that. Look, I get it. There's a lot of resources out there, but sometimes it's confusing and people are so busy. Sometimes people only have 30 or 15 or maybe even five minutes in their day to devote to learning something new. On this podcast, you'll hear me have discussions and interviews on topics relevant to company leaders. Disclaimer though, Legal Skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Legal Skinny Podcast. Is work burnout real? I mean, what do you think? I mean, what the heck is burnout? There's lots of studies and thoughts about this. Um, As I mentioned before, in addition to law school, my undergraduate degree was in psychology. And psychology and psychologists, they probably get the most credit for this idea of burnout. In particular, the psychologist Erber Frudenberger, a German-born American psychologist, is often mentioned as coining the term burnout uh, for his studies and publications in the 1970s and 80s. He published multiple books and studies on the topic. One book called Burnout, The High Cost of High Achievement that he authored with Geraldine Richelson. He talks about experiencing something that wasn't just exhaustion and it wasn't exactly depression. It was something new. And that's what he called burnout. Now, the Urban Dictionary has their own definition of burnout. It actually runs through several meanings. So I'm gonna go through them with you. Let's see, first, a state of emotional and physical exhaustion caused by a prolonged period of stress and frustration. And this definition is actually pretty similar to how Webster's Dictionary breaks it down as well. Second, in the definition under Urban Dictionary in the meaning, uh, they say an inevitable corporate condition characterized by frequent displays of unprofessional behavior. Okay, interesting. (laughs) Um, And then there is one um, that they they say is a blithe, which which is often described as a detached yet cheerful disposition or improper behavior. But Urban Dictionary says a blithe refusal to do any work. And then, as the Urban Dictionary states, most importantly of its proposed meanings for burnout is this one, a distinct or of not giving a shit. So let me just plainly ask you this. Have you ever gotten to the point when working where you had a distinct aura of not giving a shit? It's just you and me here. You can admit it. It doesn't make you a bad person. I know you love your people. You love your clients. You love your business. But being honest with yourself, if your answer is yes, then I think we answered the question I posed at the beginning of this episode. Is work burnout real? If your answer is no, you're in denial. (laughs) 
mean, no, okay, I don't know. But who knows, you know, maybe you are the rare unicorn that as an entrepreneur or company leader, it's all daisies, skittles and rainbows every day for you. But for most of us, it maybe is not. I've worked closely with many business owners and company leaders, and I myself have had these moments. In in my years, you know, um, even before owning my own business, I also worked uh, with lots of people um, uh, in all different positions in companies, and um, and and they were in denial of this fact of being in burnout, um, this work burnout idea. And I've seen the repercussions from it, both at their professional levels and personal levels. Part of you being successful, achieving such a high state of success at doing what you do, is not just having a pulse on your industry or your company or a pulse on your team, but having a pulse on you. You may or may not be familiar that um, with the fact that Mark Zuckerberg, you know, Facebook controller of the universe, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, really. Okay. But Mark Zuckerberg is famous for wearing a black shirt every day. Why does he do that? Why would a person in his position with his wealth do that? And he's answered this question before. And it's to make as few decisions as possible about anything, except how to best serve this community. That's what he says. So really, it's likely because someone in his position, they focus on performing at the highest level. Performing at the highest level that, that you can perform at as a human being requires many different things, okay, to happen. But two distinct ones that I find are, one, recognizing you have limits on how you use your mind. And two, eliminating extraneous bullshit that adds to you hitting your limit. Hence, eliminating decisions in your day that don't matter to your main goals and focus. You know, like what color shirt to wear. And you think, you may think, well, it takes two seconds to pick out a shirt every day, you know, and you're right. Some days it does. And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you think it's totally extreme to wear the same outfit or shirt every day just to eliminate that decision. And, you know, me and Mark, we're not besties. So I, uh, I can't really speak to his inner motivations beyond what he said. But he has referenced before that there's a psychological theory behind it because there is, there is lots of them. You see, the psychology of it is simple. The human mind has capacity limits. You can do many things to expand them, test them, push them, but it can get tired. And something you may uh, refer to, you know, casually as emotional exhaustion, but it can go way beyond that. Have you ever spent a day studying something and never doing much of anything physical except sitting in a chair? but you find yourself physically exhausted as well? Law school was like that. And there's only one test, usually a three-hour test, um, that you have at the end of every semester for each class. So, you know, if you took five classes, you'd have five tests. And that was it. That, that was one three-hour test for that class. Um, so a semester's worth of material you have to like regurgitate in writing back to your professor, you know, in that three hour test period. 
in the way I can describe it best is like, you might as well have like Eminem's like eight miles song, lose yourself where it says like, you got one shot, you know, just playing on repeat when you're walking in to take that test, because that is basically it. Whatever happens in the next three hours, there's nothing else. There's no bad day. There's no extra credit. There's no, hey, I've been doing work throughout the semester and I know kind of where my grade is at. You have to perform at the highest level and you're actively competing against every person in the room because the test is on a curve. So you have to beat them and score better than most in that room to get a good grade. It's pretty much a survival game for the mind. So only those that hack it make it. I had one friend drop out after the very first test we ever took. He just never came back. And when the tests are over, it's crazy how exhausting it was. Especially that first semester when most of us had really never done that before, pushed our minds like that. And that's the edge. That's the burnout. The state of emotional and physical exhaustion. You know, stress can do it for sure. But overworking working the mind in any way really can as well. You might say, well, Trisha, there's no out here. You know, the job has to get done and I'm the one that has to do it. Look, the drive to get shit done is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is not recognizing how burnout creeps in and can frustrate all your efforts. When people are emotionally tired, they make mistakes. When people are physically exhausted, they make bigger mistakes. And when people are in a state of emotional and physical exhaustion, where you get that burnout level, it can make you counterproductive, limit you from achieving your goals, take a toll on your health, take a toll on your personal life and those that you cherish most. Easy example, let's just say John comes home, had a busy day at work, keeps thinking how overwhelmed he is, snaps at his young daughter that only wants to ask him to play with him when he walks in the door. But most important of all of it during this time of this burnout is you may stop believing in yourself, stop pushing yourself. Now, most of this episode, I've talked about how burnout really affects you, not stressing, you know, the issues it has on your team. And that's because it's really important for you. It's that whole airplane announcement, you know, should the cabin pressure, should the cabin lose pressure? Um, AKA we're in a dire situation, by the way. <laughs> but um, should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead compartment. Please place the mask over your mouth and nose before assisting others. We all know why they ask us to do that on airplanes. Because it sounds better than, hey, don't lose your mind if there is an emergency because you passing out or dying while trying to save other people doesn't help anyone and only makes our job worse. Thank you for flying. I know you're right now you're you're thinking, man, Trisha really missed her calling as a flight attendant, right? <laughs> All right, whatever. So, but it's so basic. You probably don't even think about it when they say it on the plane anymore. Yet clearly, like most signs or announcements you see or hear in life, you know, they often exist because somebody did something that defied basic common sense. I mean, after law school, I feel like I saw the whole world differently after I read tons of cases of all these ridiculous things that people had done and and uh, and all the lawsuits related to them. I mean, so much that, uh, you know, when I married my husband, who's not a lawyer, okay, 
And, you know, I would tell him things about these cases. He would, he jokes with me when we see like an over the top warning or sign, like, I don't know, something like, don't feed the bears. He's like, someone tried to feed the bears, didn't they? And I'm like, yeah, probably they did. I mean, I'm totally digressing here, but what I'm getting at is your team may experience burnout too, but don't try to fix that by ignoring what's going on with you. It's super basic, but you may want to do it anyway. And I'm telling you, there's a better way. You can't take care of them if you aren't performing at your highest levels. And you can't perform at your highest levels if you're in burnout mode. I often am dealing with clients in high states of stress and sometimes burnout because they perform at high levels and there's a lot going on there. And I use my background in psychology and my experience over the years to work and coach them through it. You know, the first step is recognizing it's happening. You know, denial and ignorance are a beautiful thing right up until they're not, and they potentially can destroy everything you've built. The second step is acknowledging it happens to everyone like them. Leaders, even very, very successful leaders who run companies sometimes have burnout. Or as Urban Dictionary puts it, they have a day or multiple days where they have a distinct aura of not giving a shit. The third step is taking a very logical approach to identify the cause or what you think the causes of burnout are. One example, you know, your thoughts that you lack uh, control in situations um, or thoughts of overwhelm or thoughts that you aren't successful enough. And the final step is acceptance about what the solutions are to address it. What is causing this or maybe how to change your thoughts around circumstances? Separating out what the facts are versus your thoughts about them. Is it your thoughts about a circumstance you have no control over? Remember, you can literally overwork the brain by making things mean things they don't or obsessing over controlling circumstances you don't have control over. Now, I have lots more thoughts on this. <laughs> and I definitely think um, addressing this issue of burnout, it's so much more than, you know, having a pina colada on the beach in the Bahamas. But I'll leave it at that for now. And that's Legal Skinny on, is work burnout real? Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Legal Skinny Podcast. I would love for you to go to www.legalskinny.com forward slash review to learn the super simple way to leave me a review to tell me which topics and guests you like. I value your thoughts and your review helps me support more company leaders just like you to grow as a leader themselves and to grow successful teams. I also dropped the link in the show notes if that's easier for you. And while you're there, check out all the other resources I have for you as a company leader. And don't forget our disclaimer to remember legal skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship must change or they differ by jurisdiction. So also remember, this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.